What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Why, hello there, live and on tape from lovely Whitehall Drive here in the beautiful city of Kinston, North Carolina. It is Thursday, February the 23rd, in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is episode 808, 808 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, will be joining me at the end of the first hour today for the birthday game. Man, have we got a great show for you today. I don't know how I'm going to get everybody in here, but by God, we're going to. Uh, joining me in our first hour, I've already been messaging with him. He is uh, just giddy with uh, love for his University of Mount Olive Trojans, who uh, the men and women are making it to the Conference Carolinas tournament, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. It's, he's the voice of the University of Mount Olive Athletics and your down Eastwood Ducks. It's the great Shane Albee. He'll be joining us uh, about 15 minutes from now. He's going to help us uh, get caught up on uh, UMO's big basketball men's win last night. I can speak English. He's going to talk a little Trojans baseball too, I hope, and uh, and much, much more. Uh, As always, Shane will be joining us on the Spence Automotive Beep Beep guest line, and he's got a walk-up song today. How about that? (laughs) Not everybody. Maybe I need to start doing that for our regular Monday guests is uh, get a walk-up song. But Shane, you've got one this morning. Man, it's already preloaded in the Roadcaster. I am beyond pumped. This is going to be fun. Uh, But that's Shane Albee in our first hour. Then we'll play the uh, birthday game. And then our second hour, it's going to be one to remember. I'm telling you, we're going to be joined live right here in our plush well-lit studio on Whitehall Drive by the past and the present of the Kinsella and North County Parks and Recreation Commission. Uh, the past is Bill Ellis. The present is Corey Povar. This is Freedom Classic Week, as you know, and the two are going to talk about that that begins this Friday in just, uh, I was about to say in two days, heck, tomorrow. It begins tomorrow. We're going to talk a little about the Kinsella and North County Sports Hall of Fame just a ton of stuff, man. I just want to talk. Uh, I love having Bill in here. I love having Corey in here. And it's going to be the first time, though, that we've had them both in here together. And that's how we're going to kick off our second hour. But that's not all. You know how, like, when you're watching the uh, infomercials and they'll pop the that's not all. Well, the, guess what? We've even got more. Joining us about 20 minutes into our second hour is going to be the head coach of that 21-5 and five Kinston Vikings boys basketball team, Perry Tindall. His Vikings are uh, hosting Green Central tonight, the 22-6 and six Green Central Rams at Kinston High School. And uh, we're going to get his uh, – get. we're going to talk to him a little bit about it. <coughs> Excuse me. Should have hit my cough button. Uh, we're going to talk to him a little bit about that. Uh, we're going to preview that game. And I'm telling you this right now. The buzz is out there. They've already played twice this year. Kinston won both those games. But – as we talked about with Junius yesterday, this is not uh, the same Kinston team that beat Green Central twice this year early in the preseason or before conference games started. 
I mean, they're missing Mir Mir Moore. They're missing Marquez Graham. One of the twins was out sick the other night, and uh, I'll be interested to see what Coach has to say about all that, and uh, it's going to be a good game tonight. Let me tell you something, too. I, I don't have to tell you this. If you're a high school basketball fan or, heck, a high school sports fan in this area, Green Central travels. If you're a, if you're a Kinston fan and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to show up at, you know, the game tips off at 7, I'm going to show, show up at 5 minutes till 7 and get the seat that I love and always get to sit in, you're probably going to be about 20 minutes late. My suggestion to you, dear fan, dear listener, if you're a Kenston fan, you need to be there about 6.30 tonight. I'll be there. Hot Lindo will be there. We're going to be uh, uh, playing some pregame music, getting everybody fired up before the game tonight. But that's going to be a heck of a game. I can't wait. Kenston versus Green Central in the in the second round of the NCHSAA 2A playoffs going to be a lot of fun man and uh again i know a lot of uh a lot of green central fans are going to be there and don't think they're going to show up five minutes before the game starts they'll be there cheering on their guys and warm-ups and kinston fans you need to do the same too and i know coach tindall is going to tell you that too so there you go that's what we look like this morning uh shane i'll be here in about 10 minutes or so and then uh, Bill Ellis and Corey Povar live here in the studio. And then uh, they're going to help me interview Perry Tindall this morning. That's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, man, we have you uh, quite a show tonight. Hey, uh, NBA All-Star break finally ends tonight. Uh, I, think there, I think I heard yesterday there's eight or nine games tonight, and both our guys are going to be playing in it or playing tonight. Brandon Ingram in the eighth place New Orleans Pelicans in the West. They're going to be at Toronto tonight. Reggie and the uh, Dallas Mavericks, they are at home against San Antonio tonight. So uh, there's uh, our NBA update. And uh, how about Lenore Community College? Let's get the basketball team first out of the way. Uh, They've won two in a row. They've won three of their past five. They close out the regular season uh, this weekend. They're at home Friday against Guilford Tech. And then Saturday, they're at Davidson Davey. Uh, they're not going to make the postseason tournament, so uh, that, those will be their final two games. So if you want to see them for a final time, uh, you'll get a chance to do that tomorrow night versus Guilford Tech. Ricky Whaley will be there uh, on the mic for you, uh, giving you all the updates and everything. So uh, check that out tomorrow night. How about the baseball team who are in in the middle of an incredible stretch right now? They traveled to Chowan yesterday. They took on uh, the Hawks JV team of, Ch- of Chowan. And they split with them. Uh, uh, LCC lost the first game, sixteen to eight. They won the second game, ten to four. Uh, and thank you, Danny Rice is listening right now. Well, Danny, I'm going to try to say a lot of nice things then. <laughs> hey, uh, LCC, they're now nine and three overall after uh, splitting that doubleheader with Chawan yesterday. Uh, they host Gaston College. Now, here's a schedule change. If you're looking at the regular. Uh, uh, schedule for uh, Lenore Community College. It has changed with all the weather that's coming in this weekend, and specifically on Saturday, uh, LCC has moved everything up a day. They're now going to host Gaston College. They are still hosting Gaston College, but they're playing a doubleheader tomorrow beginning at noon, and then they play a single game on Saturday beginning at 10 a.m. So I think they're anticipating all that weather is going to be coming in uh, Saturday afternoon that they're going to try to do that early. We may end up doing that, too, with the Freedom Classic. And you know what? We'll ask uh, Corey about that when he's in here with us. Uh, it's not been changed yet. It's still uh, right now. It's still 6 o'clock for the night. Well, let me finish my LCC talk, then we'll get to the Freedom Classic. But, uh, again, uh, the Lancers are going to play a doubleheader tomorrow beginning at noon. 
and then a single game on Saturday, and that game starts at 10 a.m. Now back to the Freedom Classic. Uh, as of right now, it's still Friday at 6 p.m., game one between the Air Force and Navy. Game two is going to be uh, Saturday at 2 my gut is, though, they may move it up, too, just like LCC has. And then Sunday, when it looks like it's going to be fine, it'll be uh, Sunday at 1230. So, uh, like I said, my gut is right now, but we'll ask Corey when he's in here in the second hour. I bet you game two is going to be uh, either moved up earlier in the day, maybe even 9 a.m., 10 a.m., something like that, or uh, or however they'll do that. And, uh, hey, Ricky, of course, baby, I love you, man. Uh but uh, there, there you go. That's your uh, LCC schedule. Let's thank Lenore Community College, who is our title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show for almost 65 years. Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And you want to talk about stuff going on over at LCC. They have a ton of stuff. I don't want to hear anybody say there's nothing to do in Kinston or Lenora County because just tomorrow night, LCC basketball at home, LCC baseball doubleheader tomorrow at uh, at the school, and then over at uh, the William I. Herring Senior Culinary Arts Center, there's going to be a, a presentation of Love Bites. <clears throat> It's an evening of anti-romance. Uh, enjoy an evening of dessert theater featuring the Lonely Hearts Club. This original Elysian Players production will keep you entertained as we sometimes discover that love bites. Uh, the $25 entry fee, that gives you a glass of wine, dessert, and great entertainment. And that starts at 7 o'clock at LCC tomorrow. So LCC got stuff all over the campus happening tomorrow. And then uh, the Freedom Classic tomorrow, too. Just uh, It's crazy, everything that is going on. So get out there and check that out at LCC. <clears throat> yeah, guys, I'm, I, I apologize. Give me just a second here. <laughs> okay. That's your LCC update. Man, we have a ton of hometown heroes uh, update going on here. Uh, Dontre Styles in Carolina, man, they had a horrible first half last night, twenty-seven to nineteen at halftime. But uh, they uh, they improved in the second half though, and ended up winning at Notre Dame last night, sixty-three to fifty-nine. Although they were two of twenty-three from the three-point line, but you can't blame Trez for that because Trez didn't play last night again. So I just don't know what's going on up there. But you know what? I'm just here to report. I'm not going to speculate. Uh, Trez uh, didn't play, but they did win last night, 63-59 to at Notre Dame. Uh, they improved to 17-11 and overall. They're 9-8 and in the ACC. They're seventh place in the ACC. Uh, the Tar Heels are home versus Virginia uh, Saturday night at 6. That's right, the God-fearing Cavahoos of the University of Virginia. Uh, somehow, they lost at Boston College last night. I, I don't even know how to explain it. There's no reason in the world Virginia should have lost that, but they did. And they now they fall from first place to third place in the ACC. And yeah, I'm a little heartbroken about that, but it is what it is. Uh, other results from last night got to congratulate, and, and it was good that they uh, won that on uh, on uh, 
the 40th anniversary. They're celebrating the 40th anniversary of uh, the national championship back in 1983. And I'm talking about NC State, of course. Uh, they defeat Wake Forest last night. And a game that really wasn't even that close. 90-74, to 74, Jarkel Joyner had 29 points for uh, NC State. And they are uh, rolling right along. Congratulations to Greg Clemens and Tammy Kelly and all my, my Wolfy friends for that win last night. Clemson beat Syracuse last night, 91-73. to 73. As we told you, Carolina beat Notre Dame 63-59. to 59, And then... Virginia lost to uh, Boston College at Boston, uh, 63 to 48. Spence, I can't say what you said on the air, but uh, I agree with you 100%, dude. You are 100% on. Updated standings in the ACC right now uh, have Miami in sole possession of first place. Uh, they are 14 and 4. You've got Pittsburgh and Virginia tied at, in second place at 13 and 4, but Pitt has beat Virginia uh, and. Uh, they have the second place of so Virginia now third Clemson and fourth all by themselves 12 and five. So that's where we stand right now with uh, the double by for the ACC Miami Pitt, Virginia and Clemson one through four uh, states win last night puts them by themselves in fifth place. Uh, just two games out of first place Duke and Carolina seventh and eighth and uh, Wake Forest Syracuse Boston College Virginia take all the way down from there. And uh, thank you, Danny. That's right. I saw that all across uh uh, social media last night. How about uh, ECU's women's, who I've been able to call uh, three or four of their games this year so far, and this is a really good team, man. They are now 20-8 and eight overall. They win last night in double overtime. Uh, so congratulations to uh, the Pirates ladies. Uh, man, I got to tell you, I had Scott Weddington in here last week who knows a lot, about, a lot more about uh, women's basketball than I do, and uh, especially college women's basketball, and he's—it's just amazing what they've done. They are in second place all by themselves right now. ECU's women—they were picked to finish last in the conference in the AAC. They're eleven and four in the conference. They're twenty and eight overall. You got to think it's a very good chance for the ECU Pirates women to uh, make it to the NCAA tournament this year. And at the very least, if they don't uh, make it to the, the NCAA, they've got to be a solid NIT pick right now. But uh, again, uh, the, the South Florida is fourteen and one, ECU is eleven and four, Memphis nine and four, Houston eight and five in the AAC. So if they could uh, win a couple of games in the tur college tournament, that'll be coming up here in a little bit. No reason ECU can't make it to the NCAA tournament. That would just be it would be amazing. It would be absolutely amazing. So uh, let's go Pirates for sure. Uh, but I told you, Trez didn't play last night. But again, 17 and 11 overall, 9 and 8 in the ACC for Carolina. How about Isaac Parson and Jeremy Dixon of the fifth seeded Winston Salem State Rams? They improved to 18 and 8 after beating St. Augustine's yesterday, 65 to 49 in the first round of the CIAA tournament in Baltimore. IP started the game. He had 12 points, four rebounds, seven assists with no turnovers and a team high 30 minutes in that game. Uh, so, and, uh, Jeremy played one minute and he had an assist in it. So, uh, the Rams, uh, after yesterday afternoon's game, they played at 1230 yesterday. They now turn around and today they play uh, fourth seated Claflin at eight o'clock as a reminder, they were swept by Claflin in the regular season. Winston Salem state was, they lost 69 to 58 in Orangeburg, South Carolina on January 18th. Then they lost at home 71 to 62 on February 9th. It's hard to beat somebody three times in one season. That's all I got to say about that. But that game starts at 8 o'clock tonight. Winston-Salem State versus Claflin. 
You can watch it online. Go to Winston-Salem State's uh, uh, to their uh, page, and I believe it's actually on ESPN Plus, too. So uh, if you get a chance, uh, let, let's let's watch IP and Jeremy uh, take on Claflin tonight. Damian Dunn, man, he lit it up last night for Temple, but just not enough. He played really well. They lost at Cincinnati Temple and uh, Damian Dunn, 88-83 to 83 last night in overtime. Damian started the game, and check this out, guys. He had 34 points. Three rebounds, three assists, and two steals, and he played 42 minutes in the game. It was only a 45-minute game with the overtime. He played 42 of the 45. Now, they're off for a whole week now. Uh, they'll be at home for senior night against UCF on Thursday, March the 2nd. So I can I hate that Damian lost that game, but still 34 points uh, for the Owls last night. Ashanti Lynch and Maryland Eastern Shore Won at home last night versus Coppin State, 65-52. to 52. She played four minutes. She had an assist and a rebound, and then they turn around there at Coppin State Saturday at two. And they've won three games in a row now, uh, Maryland Eastern Shore has, after that horrible start to the season, now 8-17 and 17 overall. Uh, Green Cent- former Green Central star Amaji Dodd in Charleston Southern, uh, they've now lost seven straight and 11 of their last 12. They lost at UNC Asheville last night, 80-62. to 62. Amaji played three minutes and had zeros across the stat sheet. Uh, the Buccaneers, they close out the regular season at home versus the Blue Hose of Presbyterian Saturday at four. Uh, Dory Hines and UMO, uh, you know what? I'm going to save that for when we get uh, uh, Shane up here. But uh, they won. Uh, spoiler alert, they won last night. How about that? Uh, but we'll talk to him about that here in a little bit. And then Jerry Stackhouse and Vanderbilt, 15-13 and 13 overall now as they saw their five-game winning streak come to an end at LSU last night, 84-77. to 77. They are at home versus Florida Saturday at 6. Um, get another winning streak going there. But uh, one of the hottest teams in college basketball over the last couple of weeks, Vanderbilt has been with some big wins. Unfortunately, that winning streak came to an end last night at LSU. Listen, I'm going to be doing these kind of updates every day for our baseball players, for our local baseball players too. I know UMO has uh, a couple of players. LCC's got a couple of our lo- local players, but if you know of any local players that are playing college baseball, I want to do this every morning too. Just what I did uh, for all these guys, for Trez and Isaac and Jeremy and Damian and Ashanti and Amaji and uh, Dory and Jerry. Let me know and I'd love to do their updates too. Hey, before we get uh, Shane up here on the line with us, do want to tell you about uh, uh, this uh, tonight's second round NCHSAA uh, second round playoff games. And we've got three, uh, three, I'm sorry, one, two, we've got four of our local teams playing, but two of them playing against each other. As uh, I've told you earlier, Kinston at home tonight against Green Central. Kinston is a fourth seed. They're 21 and five overall. Green Central is 22 and six. That game at 7 o'clock tonight at Viking Gymnasium. And I'm telling you now, you better get there early because you uh, Green Central is going to bring a big crowd. And Kinston, you, you guys are, you have your typical big crowd too. But if you want to sit in your usual seat, you better get there early because that's going to be a packed-out gym tonight. Cannot wait for that game. Hey, the winner of tonight's game, and we'll definitely have a local team going in the next round, whether it's Kinston or Green Central, they will take on the winner of South Granville and Manio on Saturday. That would be a Saturday night game. If Kenston wins, it'll be a home game. If Green Central wins, it's definitely going to be a road game. With all the seedings and everything, it's easy to figure out. So hopefully Kenston with a home game on Saturday 
against uh, either South Grandville or Manio, but we'll see uh, after tonight's game for sure. North and Orr boys, they are on the road tonight. They travel all the way up to Wake Forest to take on Franklin Academy. Uh, North and Orr are coming off that big upset on Tuesday. They're 15-12 and 12 overall, and uh, Franklin Academy is 19-10. and 10. Franklin uh, defeated Eastern Wayne Tuesday night, uh, 54-50. Then over on the girls' side, South Lenore coming off that huge win at East Carteret the other night. They are, uh, they are taking on, uh, or they're traveling to Fairmont to take on uh, Fairmont tonight. Fairmont is 23-4, and four, but you know what? You see 23-4 and four and you think, oh, my God, what a great team. They are a good team, but listen, South Lenore coming off a uh, – uh, a big win over uh, East Carteret on Tuesday. So uh, good luck to the Blue Devils tonight. Good luck to the Vikings and the Rams tonight. Good luck to the Hawks tonight as they're on the road and and uh, against Franklin Academy. And joining us right now on our uh, Spence Automotive guest line. Go ahead, Shane Alvey. When well, I say Spence Automotive, well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know where they come from, but they sure do come. <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on. Here's your welcome music. For pray. <laughs> hey, a little cat scratch fever here for uh, Shane Albee this morning. He requested a, uh, uh, hold on. Cat scratch news here. <laughs> there you go. If one of my regular guests requests a walk-up song, by God, I'm going to give it to him. And That's Shane, right. Shane Albee wanted Cat Scratch Fever, so guess what? That's right, and it's all brought to you by Spence Beep Beep Automotive. <laughs> there you go. Because uh, you are listening to uh, our good friend Shane Albee on the Spence. Dude, you're getting that every week now. Unless you request something different, you're getting Leave it like Scratch it is, Fever. man. That's absolutely what we need to worry about is if we come to a Wood Ducks game this spring and you hear, like, now doubting Alejandro Osula, someone like that, and he comes out to that, and you're like, what's wrong here? You know, or uh, what's his, um, Gabby, um, he, that would be, um, who was the guy that had the uh, the real low key Christian walkout? Oh, That'd be dude. perfect for him. My memory is so bad. Abby Ortiz. Yeah, Abby, yep. or- Abby yep. Ortiz. Yep. <laughs> You're right, but dude, my memory's so bad, dude. I can't. Even, it's so sad too because I hear people ask me those questions all the time. Hey, what was so and so's walk up? So I'm like, dude, unless I've got my laptop right in front of me, I can't tell. I can't even tell you what I had for breakfast this morning, dude. It, as we're recording this, well, I guess I've not eaten yet. I can't tell you what I had for breakfast yesterday morning. How about that? But. uh Listen, Shane Albee with us here. I know the feeling. I know the feeling because uh, I'll be riding in the car and I hear somebody's walkout. Come on. I'll be like, you know, and I can almost hear myself saying, now batting so-and-so. And I'm like, <laughs> like the other, we were playing a baseball game the other night. Uh, Mount Olive was playing and we, we had a hard three-game series against Emmanuel this past weekend. And there was a point in time where I wanted to think of a good song for like a, just a good song for like a pitching change or whatever. And I went and I cut the mic on and I said, I'm going Josh Harrison, 2006, and uh, that was and, and it was it was Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple, you know. Wow. Well, listen, I saved the UMO talk for you 
because you are our uh, University of Mount Olive expert. And I love it that uh, in the next few weeks we'll be talking uh, baseball. Man, down East Wood Ducks just right around the season, uh, right around the corner too, man. But, dude, how about Dory Hines and the great job he's done with this Trojans men's team? Yes, they're 11-17 and 17 overall, and some folks might say, well, that's not that great. Dude, they have won their share of games over the last uh, three weeks or so. I feel like every time we've talked over the last three weeks, Shane, all we've done is praise them. They win again last night in Florence, South Carolina, 89 to 82 in a game. I don't, I don't, well, I know Vegas, Vegas doesn't do odds on uh division two NCAA division two games, but if they had in this game, they'd have probably been five or six point underdogs. Still, they come away with a win 89 to 82. And as you predicted here on these very airways last week, Shane Aubie, the UMO Trojans are going to be playing in the Conference Carolinas tournament and not just playing in the tournament. They're hosting a home game, dude. Actually, I got a correction there, B. Hanks. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, we are uh, not going to be playing at home uh, in the, oh. on the men's side. It's, let, let, me, yeah, I know. let me tell you what's going on. The Conference Carolinas does this. Uh, they do it in soccer. And they do it, and I guess apparently doing it in basketball in the first round. What they're doing, for example, um, the men, Chowan, or Chowan, is going to host Mount Olive and Lee's McRae at Chowan Sunday what? night. What? Yeah, the winner of that game will play Chowan mo- Monday night. Well, I got to tell you, I am deeply disappointed. You were, You and I were messaging before we started. And I have already got – I will send you the screenshot. I had already plugged it into my phone at Mount <laughs> – uh, listen, Hot, yeah. Linda, Hot Linda and I were going to be at the game Sunday night, dude. Oh, I know. And, and I will be at a game Sunday night, but it will. I will be at the Carnegie Arena Sunday night. But the women, Mount Olive women, will host Southern Wesleyan and North Greenville Sunday night at 7. And the winner plays Mount Olive at home Monday at 5. Very good. So what you're saying is I need to be there Sunday night it, it, since it's the women playing and not the men, right? But the but Mount Olive will not be playing Sunday night. It oh, will be Southern Wesley. Oh, 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 right. Oh, 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 oh. Well, then, well, doggone it, man. Who's in charge know, of this? Is Joey Higginbotham in charge of this? Oh, speaking of which, the last time I saw him at the game, I was like, I said uh, he was some ways away from me, and I was like, hey, Joey. And he looked up at me, and I was like, Brian Hanks, before I could finish my sentence. He looked down at, he looked down at his phone and said, uh, oh, and the second word rhymed rhyme with the word split. <laughs> I love it. So, good. I am going. I want him on this show next week, by God, and we're going to get him on this show next week. If I have to – hey, you give hey, – dude, uh, text me his home number, okay? I'll get it from him. I actually don't have his phone number, but I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> I'll get it. Or you can just camp out, camp out in his front yard and – do the do the do the interview uh, rem, like remote from the Higgins. He, he, he calls his family Team Hig, <laughs> and, so, the, and I'm telling you, they're like a pack. Every time you see him, man, there's there's a uh, Coach Jamie because you know his wife coached Mount Olive softball for yep, many years, and yep, she was yep. a very prominent softball player on the college level, and uh, now she coaches travel ball, a lot of travel softball, and uh, I think she's a she's a teacher at University of Mount Olive, and of course her both her daughters play everything basketball travel softball and they help out at basketball games they're you know they're Addie's running stats and and they're they're running you know they're they're bringing towels to the players and they're 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 hustling um for the for the uh for the basketball team i mean it's a it's a, it's a, family, it's a family affair thing. i love it i love it listen shane i'll be on the line with us here this morning we're here for a good time not a long time as we got in here hey, I like, hey, hey brian yeah hey i like our quick i like our quickies brian <laughs> I do too. 
<laughs> oh my god jason hey, Bryant, jason Bryant right now is like oh my god please please stop please stop uh yeah but listen wanted to brag about dory hines and umo again would you not agree going to florence south carolina last night taking on a good francis marion team and yeah. coming coming away with that victory they were aren't i don't even think it's arguably i think it's inarguably they were the underdogs going in that game dory's really done a great job we did a great job with this team in the first half of the season it's just taking them a little bit of time to get used to his system and doggone if they're not playing the best basketball of the season right now aren't they they absolutely are and they're playing really really fast and and what i mean by that is what I, what i'm seeing with dory is to be like Trojans up by eight and the Trojans get a bucket by Michael Brown and, and Dory will be like, come out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and the other day at, at a basketball game, Mount Olive, we were getting close to the end of the first half and Mount Olive um, was winning. And I heard one of his coaches say, hey, hey, Dory, um, you want to use your use it or lose it? In other words, they had a timeout that they would lose if they just didn't take it. And they yeah. took it. You know what I mean? So you see a lot of that and you see a lot of times Dory, he takes – he subs quickly. I mean, he gives somebody in there a chance to get the job done, and then all of a sudden he'll, he'll just look back at his bench and be like, don't um, scare You know what I mean? Uh, by the way, the, well, regardless of what Mount Olive basketball does, we're always going to give you the new scare report, three of three from the line, three points for new scare uh, last night, Isaiah Bridges. But uh, Michael Brown, 26 points uh, last night, went over the 1,500-point mark. Um they were down by five at the half. And, you know, I'm looking at the box score like, how did they do it? Did I watch the game on the Conference Carolinas Digital Network? Um, and I watched it, and I was like, how do they do it? Man, we shot 58% from the floor in the second half. Francis Berrien shot 37%. And wow. Mount Olive outscored them in the second half, 47-35. And it was – they just – and Dory did a great job. See, the first time we played Francis Marion, we didn't have Dorico Miller. And he's a huge pivotal player off the bench. Um, he, he's just as good. He's, it's like having another Trayvon Farrell out there, who, by the way, had a double-double last night, um, 16 points, 10 rebounds. But it's like another Trayvon Farrell out there, and we didn't have him the first time. We, you know, um, so I knew that that would be a factor, um, just having a deeper bench, you know, and playing. And Francis Marion plays in a – they just came out of the peach belt. They play in a D1 arena. If you ever get an opportunity to look, you know, they've got the seats behind the – the behind the goals, you know what I mean? Yeah. It looks like a, they purposely, they invested a lot of money into their sports complexes over the last 10 years. Um, you know, everybody knows, yeah, I love walking, you see, meeting these college kids and be like, hey, you, you know you know who Francis Marion was, don't you? And they're like, no, I don't. Did you ever see Mel Gibson in the Patriot? And they're like, huh? I was like, <laughs> man, if I was, if I was the PA announcer for Francis Marion, I mean, they'd be, they'd be coming out to that. Dun, 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 dun. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, be, you know, and, uh, but no, they don't, they don't like, hello. Cause my mom, we lived in South Carolina and we, um, and we lived in what they call the Santee region, what, what they call, because uh, my dad was in the Air Force. And if I mention, you know, my mom, she equates everything to a movie or history. So I'm like, yeah, she's like, who's Mount Olive playing tonight? And I'm like, oh, they're going to play Francis Marion. Oh, the Swamp Fox. Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> Dude, I got to tell you, I, I, can, I, can I tell you, we've got a listener comment that has come in. Can I share it with you? <laughs> 
sure. Our good friend Danny Rice from Woodman Life, he's on the way down to the beach right now, and so he's listening nice. to us on 9-6. He's listening to us on terrestrial radio. How about that, uh, Shane? Albie? Wow. Uh, but hey, he said, you're, you're going to love this, because it's directly to you, and it's awesome. He said, no more Red Bulls for him. Love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, you know, well, Danny, I'll tell you, I'm actually not allowed to drink Red Bull. Um, I it, Believe me, that is something I do not. I had, when the Monsters came out, I, I was like, you know, I'll be good. I'll, I'll just drink a, uh, I'll get the sugar-free version of the, the white can. No. Let me tell you, the, easy, the heart goes to beating fast. I mean, that is not... <laughs> I'm telling you, that is not a good dude. I as well, and I've gotten to know you over the last. I can't believe I've only known you just a little bit, uh, right well, at a year. I've always known about you. Yeah, just, I've always known about. Yeah, I was known about you, and um, well, I can I, tell you, years ago, 2018, Mount Olive was playing uh, the Wood Ducks in the in the in that little scrimmage we always play. You guys play in April, and uh, when it, when a Mount Olive player would strike out, on would come the United Bank and the bye bye bye. You know what I mean? And it was pissing them off. <laughs> I love doing that. That's one of my favorite things. But uh, but the thing is, dude, I've really enjoyed getting to know you over the last year, dude. And for people who think that, and like Danny, who's right now listening, no more rib. This is how Shane is built. This is Shane Alby. Okay. Right. I mean, do you even drink coffee? I'm drinking my second cup right now. Ah, there you um, go. At least uh, uh, you're a little caffeinated. Here's what I was going to say, dude. I, I think I've gotten to know you a little bit. If you drink a Red Bull, you remember the old Tasmanian Devil on uh, Saturday morning cartoons? Yeah. Well, you know <laughs> I, what I picture you, I picture when, you being well, me, like the Tasmanian Devils. For well, there's not worse. Let me tell you what happened to me one night. So one night, uh, one, a couple of, uh, last year, I was on my way to do a women's volleyball match for Mount Olive. And the assistant... Uh, sports information directors now at UNCP, Camber Skeen, um, her and another girl, I would always stop at, there's a new coffee shop in Mount Olive, um, and I would stop, and I'd, I'd message them like, what do you want? <laughs> and they'd always be like, bring me a drink, I want a sassy pants, that's a drink, right? Wait, wait, so well, okay, well, actually, no, 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 what's in a sassy pants? I gotta know this. I don't know, but they <laughs> love it, and you can get it hot or cold. I can fix a drink. I can make it fruity. But let me tell you what I get. They have a drink. They have a drink at the Southern Ground Coffee Shop in Mount Olive called the Brogen. They do. And the reason for that, you see, the, the, the previous SID and athletic director did not like they don't like, they didn't like that word. You know what I mean? They didn't want Mount Olive to be branded as Brogens. Like, bro, come on, bro. You didn't like that. Well, the softball team would refer to themselves also as Brogens. Like, let's go, Brogens. Well, the former pitcher for Mount Olive softball, Haley Brogdon, her family owns the Southern Ground. And Haley, if you're listening, one of the all-time great bros Mount Olive has ever had. That's right. Women can be bros, too. And I love when women will even refer to each other like, brah. I'm like, you're a lady. But what's funny about that, Haley names a drink called the Brogen. That's and, awesome. and so I would bring – so on my way into this volleyball match one night, now remember, I don't need a Red Bull. Um, let me tell you what's in a Brogen. There are, there's caffeine, obviously, and two shots of espresso. Wow. Let, let me just tell you. That night, that you can ask Danielle Trimbler from Pennsylvania, who's on the track and field team. She was sitting next to me. She was drawing pictures of me while the game was going on. Pictures of Sugar Shane with his eyes bulging out of his face. <laughs> um, because I was absolutely, I had enough energy after the match was over to run around the Carnegie Arena 
50 times. Um, so the next time I went through there, I was like, yeah. She's like, you're not going to get your usual brooch. And I was like, I told him what happened. She's like, well, you can get it without espresso. I was like, please. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm not, I'm not experienced. I'm not a Starbucks type of drinker. You know what I mean? I'm not like the other day I met one of my agents for coffee and she's like, I don't want to go to McDonald's. I want to go to, she's from Boston. She's like, I want to go to Dunkin' because McDonald's doesn't have oat milk. I'm like oat milk. You know what I mean? So I'm not peculiar about my coffee. I'm like, just whiten it up. And we're good. You know? But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, man, I was on fire. And you know what? That energy transcended onto the court. Mount Olive played a very good, I want to say Emmanuel in that game, who was uh, like number two in the standings. And we were like number five. And Mount Olive women wiped the floor with them that night. I was absolutely on fire. And the energy was just out of control. I could never match that again, unless I drink a Brogen. So if you want to know what happens, let me drink a Brogen. And the worst part about it is the way I drink coffee I brought my own cup, I poured it into the cup, and I drank it fast. So that's what, you know, just went down smooth like water. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, man, I just, it, you ask Camber or Danielle about that night, and because I would say something like, hey, you think I should drink a Brogen for the next night? And with, before I could finish my sentence, they'd be like, no. I mean, that's how serious, <laughs> that's how they're, look, you bring it up to him right now, like, hey, you think Shane should drink that coffee he had that night? No, no, mm-mm. <laughs> They'll tell you right now, just that quick. It's, I'm just, people have asked me before too, like, how do you have so much energy? I don't. I'm actually, I feel like I could go back to bed. I mean, it's just, I wake up that way, man. I'm just, I'm just always just on, Dude, you know? You're amazing. That's all I got to say. Dude, we literally have like one minute left. This is crazy. Dang it. This has been the, the quickest 18 minutes I've ever had, ever. You do it every I week, will, man. It's awesome. I, but I will it, tell you. I will, I will tell you real quick. Mount Olive baseball <laughs> off to a Mount Olive baseballs off to a six and two start. We were a little worried about the offense. They went up and played Catawba the day before yesterday and hit five home runs. So uh, and Jack had the captain. Jack has borrow hit two. So uh, Trojan bats waking up. Well, definitely. Uh, one more time for people who may just be joining us. Give us the uh, UMO basketball update, men's and women's. Uh, men's basketball will travel to play at Chowan. Uh, Sunday night against Lee's McRae, the Bobcats. It's almost like a play-in game, and the winner will play at Chowan Monday night at 7 o'clock. So Chowan's hosting that little, the opening round, the first round, they call it. And then the women, Mount Olive women, will host uh, sort of a play-in game between Southern Wesley and North Greenville Sunday night at 7. And Mount Olive will play the winner of that game Monday at 5. Well, there you go. In the Cornegie Arena. Shane Alvey, how about if I walk you off here with a little cat scratch fever? Let's do it. Let's do it. There you go. Shane Alvey, University of Mount Olive, dude. Love you to death, brother. Thank you. Can't wait to talk to you next week, dude. All right, go get him, Nooski. (laughs) Go get him, Nooski. That is Shane Alvey from the University of Mount Olive. And uh, the down East Wood Ducks cat scratch fever for him. Hold on. There you go. Greg Clemens even jumps in. Going to reinforce the press box if he gets up there drinking a Brogen. You're absolutely right, Greg Clemens. Man, love, love, love us some uh, uh, Shane Albee. I tell you what, let's play the birthday game. We'll wrap up the first hour. Man, I'm fired up now. Uh, We'll uh, wrap up the first hour right after this. Thursday, February the 23rd in the year of our Lord 2023. It is now time to play the birthday game. It's a game that... uh, Dawson, you were in trouble. You were in a lot of trouble. You've now won back-to-back days. You've got it down to nine days to seven. However, 
There's only four days left, today, tomorrow, and then Monday and Tuesday in the month of February. I was told there would be no math, Brian. Well, you better listen to the math, young man, because you need to win these games. You need to keep winning. I want this thing to come down to the buzzer like last month. Oh, you'll find a way to, to take it away from me again, I'm sure. Well, there are a lot of athletes. No, 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 no. There's uh, Let's see. Today, we've got one musician, one actress, one football player, another actress, three actresses. So, uh, it should be pretty fair. <laughs> and we got a local birthday, too. We're not local, but a guy we used to work with. I'm going to go ahead. We never do this at the beginning of the show. Michael Abernathy. Today's his birthday. You never worked with Michael? That was before my tenure, but I've heard the legends. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a really good yes. guy. Big REM guy. Yes. He's a big – how did you two know? I thought – I swear to God, I thought your time – your your uh, tenures overlapped at the Free Press. No overlap, baby. No overlap, I guess, but uh, he's also – he's the biggest uh, – Everybody wants to roll it. Tears for Fears. He's oh, yeah. the biggest Tears for Fears fan that I know. He should be happy with their recent album. I th- he, he's. If you want to know, you know how you are about the Who, and I am about you too. When yes. you are about most music in general, and about how he is with Bay City Rollers, talking about Jonathan. Yeah, that's the way uh, Michael Abernathy is with uh, Tears for Fears. He knows everything about Tears for Fears. Well, they're they're a great group. Yeah. They haven't put out that many albums, but you know the quality is up there. Songs from the big chair. That's the only album title you know, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest hits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Greatest the Hurting. Hits. Okay. Songs from the Big Chair. I think Sowing the Seeds of Love or just Seeds of Love, maybe. God, that's a great song, though. Um, I, like, I think they sound like the Beatles in that. I really do. I think yeah, they're I very Beatlesque. Yeah, this, I like this where they just sound like Tears for Fears. I've had enough of the Beatles, to be honest. The Beatles are cool, though. It's enough already. Yeah, I agree with that. Jonathan Massey, you got to hold on. You tap me. It's uh, you're up nine <laughs> to seven going into these final four days. I'm not sweating it, Brian. Some some way you're going to Denver John, and we'll be fine. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to John Denver John. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Okay, well, uh, Jonathan Parrot Dawson, you won yesterday three to two. Why don't you tell us about our title sponsor, the great Jacques Passleg and Goico Office Automation. Well, you know, even though you get cheated on this show routinely, <laughs> especially if you're on the staff of the show, uh, Jacques Paslick would never cheat you in business. As a matter of fact, if you want to uh, see your business skyrocket overnight, you go see Jacques Paslick down at GoEco. He has the automation. He has the equipment. He has the knowledge, mind you, to take your business. You know, right now you might be selling fish out of the back of a truck, which is not a bad business. A little cash in the cigar box. You go see Jacques, you're going to be hooked up to the Star Trek Enterprise and, you know, flying on jets before the end of the week. Back to you, Brian. I love it. But uh, listen, if you want to talk to, I'm turning you up just a little bit, dude. You seem a little bit low today. Mm. Um, But Jacques didn't give me his phone number. He didn't give it to you either. You know who he gave it to? Jonathan Massey. Jonathan Massey. What is that phone (laughs) phone number for Jacques Passelec? It's 252-252. Two eight six. <laughs> two eight six. You threw me off. <laughs> two eight six. Yeah. Five three. Five, five three. Five four. Five four. Or visit his website at goeco.nc.com or what is goeco.com there for go. more information. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, I, I looked up the Latin meaning of goeco. Mm-hmm. It means wild stallion. <laughs> 
so many things I want to just say. Just let it there. go. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do the right thing. Keep on rolling down the river. And uh, indeed, I'm going to keep on uh, rolling down the river. But uh, tell you what, here's our first. He's an English musician. Howard Jones. Who? No one is to blame. From the album. Well, knowing you, greatest hits. I'm assuming. No, actually, I think I, I can't read it. Well, you are from Wilkes County. Can you read that? I'm not going to put in that much effort. Like, it's too <laughs> tiny. It is tiny. Anyways, Howard Jones. <laughs> Action replay? Sounds like a greatest hits title to me. <laughs> it really does, doesn't it? Good for you, though, dude. And I've seen him in concert. I've told you that before. I saw I an got 80s. it from just a few bell clicks. I should get two points for <clears throat> You absolutely should. But uh saw him in concert uh, up in Raleigh, uh, one of those 80s reunion kind of things. He was one of about five acts. We've talked about this several times. Yeah. and. And where he played this, he played like, and I love those shows though, where you get like five acts together, they play their greatest hits. Maybe they'll they'll roll in one new song just for you know a halibut, but uh, halibut. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I was feeling fishy. Hanks there. would, yeah, on what scale? Well, on what scale? <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Hanks would love a show where they just come out and sing choruses and go back. <laughs> that's all, that's probably the next big thing. It probably is. That would actually be pretty cool. I would go see that. Yeah. Yeah, you would. All right. Okay, uh, Howard Jones. How old is he today over there? Jonathan J. Massey. Uh, wait. Uh, Jonathan P. Dawson. Uh, 66. You say 66. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Do you know who Howard Jones <coughs> is? Not a clue, Brian. He's a good singer. Listen to listen. Should have said yes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you don't like it? Do you like this? It's fine. Yeah. I have no qualms with the with the gentleman. Wait a minute, chorus. And she wants you. We are. He doesn't even know all the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> And she wants you. I do know this part. No one, no one, no one Brian, ever. Brian, you know why he's saying this? Is to blame. You know why he's saying this, don't so you? So I wouldn't have to. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Hey, don't tell me I didn't hit those notes, though. You didn't hit those notes. Oh, <laughs> uh, you hit them, but they weren't the right notes. <laughs> yeah. uh, Howard Jones, he said 66, you say... 65. He was born February the 23rd in the year of the Lord, 1955. That means he's 68 today, John Dawson. Rare on. Rare up. Did I, I didn't do it right, did I? No, you leave the P off every time. <sighs> I do every time. I love this song, though. Luckily, it's recorded, and you can go back in your spare time and listen to it. You make a very good point there. <laughs> okay, Howard Jones, you lead one to nothing. Now it goes to you. That's our only musical hint, though. I don't get to play another song today. Oh! oh. <laughs> Fudge squares. <Yeah. laughs> Fudge squares? They're new at Wendy's. Oh, do they have it at Wendy's? No. Oh. They got square hamburgers, so yeah. I was making the fudge, oh. the square burger motif. Try to keep up. I'm working. I'm doing my best, man. I'm working doing here. my best. Uh, you know what I did earlier before we started today? I pulled an eyebrow hair out, and some, and I put it right here on my keyboard because I wanted to show it to you guys because you guys would not believe it. was at least two inches long. Well, we've been meaning and to say something. <laughs> but, dude, none of my other eyebrow hairs are that long. I mean, I'm not joking. It, like when I was blinking, 
like my eyelashes were getting caught up in it, and it was throwing me <laughs> off. Okay. Anyone making out that Marconi Award is H A N K S. So, but then I pulled it out, and I just couldn't believe. It. And like a little bit of the root came out too. Okay. Did your left foot come up when you pulled the? <laughs> no, but it was I really it, weird. I think his hairline went back just a little bit after he did it. <laughs> it might have. Hey. <laughs> staying out of that. But anyway, where did it? Oh, but I was going to show it to y'all, and then somehow either the cat knocked it off my keyboard or when I sat down, I must have, because I wanted to show it to you. Wouldn't, didn't you want to see a two-inch long eyebrow? Massey? Can't say I did, Brian. <laughs> I, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> if we wanted to see those, we could just go to a nursing home. Yeah. There's probably well, there's probably some in there. Getting up around five, six inches. Yeah, but I'm like By the a way, Brian, we got some pamphlets to show you after the show. <laughs> Four. I don't get it. Nursing homes. Oh, hey. <laughs> it's a retirement community. There you go. Retirement community. Okay, you lead one to nothing, John Dawson. It goes to you, Jonathan Massey. And uh, you want to talk about John Dawson's type? She definitely was. She was Jill John Taylor. John Candy. <laughs> John Candy. Yeah, wait a minute. Those she aren't was Jill. pillows. Planes, she, trains, and automobiles. Can I talk now? <laughs> Turnabout's fair play, it my It really friend. is. She was Jill Taylor, the wife of Tim Tooltime Taylor on Home Improvement. It's... I know who you're talking about. Is you she are correct. Your, yes. She, Patricia Richardson. There you go. Patricia Richardson, who... Listen. I, she was lovely. Mm-hmm. I guess that's... I. You know what? To save you work, I'm going to stop right there, okay? Thank you. She was lovely. From what I've read and heard, uh, she was kind of a pain to deal with. She was always telling really? the writers what they should be. Right, they wanted her character to. She, she wanted her character to be more than a housewife, and uh, like there's something wrong with that. But she, I think she was a pain with the writers a lot. No, I don't know about any of that. I just know she was. Tim the tool. Uh, what's his name? Tim Allen. His other show. Um, Nancy Travis is his wife on that show. Dude knows how to pick a TV wife. Yes, he does know how to pick yeah. a TV wife. But uh, yeah, but that was like a real right wing show that they had to get off the air because he was. Uh, <laughs> I think we have this conversation. Every okay, year. Brian's trying to get me to erupt, and, I, and I'll play along. <laughs> it wasn't really right wing. There was one conservative character surrounded by twenty five liberal characters, and Brian never even saw the show. He's just repeating You're what right. he heard. I just, well, you know, hey, I, and I if watched I it, see it on CNN, it's got to be the truth. And I watched it two or three Ew. times, and it's actually it was actually quite funny Hector oh. Elizondo he's one of those guys you're watching anything it's yeah. a very funny show Miami Vice yeah that's right yeah uh Pretty Woman yeah yeah Hector Elizondo he's yeah. a heck of an actor but that's it's not his birthday it might be I don't think it is so <laughs> Patricia Richardson you know who we're talking about right I think yeah. Hector Elizondo had a two inch long eyebrow one <laughs> I really did and I'm really freaking disappointed that it, and I there's no way I'll find it in the carpet maybe I'll let you guys talk and I'll just get my light on my phone and see if i can find it they're like that's unnecessary brian <laughs> that's what seems I'm, excessive it does seem excessive uh patricia richardson how old is she today over there jonathan massey 68 you say 68 john dawson how old i like what you did there because yeah that, that, that sounds like something i would do is do back-to-back age but i didn't on this one okay how old is patricia richardson 67 uh the heck was that your voice just dropped like three octaves Stifling a burp. Had to stop <laughs> to have a, I didn't know. I thought you were like trying to be manly or something. What, what if I was? Why don't you just let it go? I just was impressed. It's so unlike you. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. That was funny. Anyone wearing that shirt should not call someone else not manly. 
This is a There's nice shirt. with that shirt. That's a nice shirt. Nice. Oh, crap. He likes it. You got a point. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> uh, what about my shirt? Now, you've not seen me. This is a new shirt. You like, like it? the brawny man's uh, houseboy got into his shirts. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cool shirt, though. It is. I've got several, but just like that. <clears throat> you look very Rosie O'Donnell-esque. Her what back, I'm saying her is, your back, her back is probably hairier than his. What yeah. I'm saying is, you look. Dude, I don't even know what yeah, that means. As soon as I said it, I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, as soon as I said it, I know. I okay, how old did you say Patricia Richardson was? You said? I said 67. He said 68. Yeah. Uh, she was born February 23rd, 1951. She's 72 today. Well, get out of Boston. Indeed, I will. Uh, so it's tied up one to one. It goes back to you, John Dawson. Uh, he was, uh, I believe it's him that, no, it's, uh, who was the guy in the Coca-Cola commercial, the football player? Mean Joe Green. Yeah, it's not him then. It's a retired Dallas Cowboys lineman, Ed Too Tall Jones. Mm. You know why they called him Too Tall Jones? He was too I tall. I think we did this last year, if I remember correctly. He was tall. Yeah. Very tall. Yeah. Like 6'8 or something like that. Was yeah. he from North Carolina? Uh, uh, damn it. Now you're going to make me look it up. I don't think he was. I'm going to hit you. <laughs> Over that? Gave him an excuse to type. I know. This is fun. Ed Too Tall Jones, Wikipedia. Wikipedia says, oh, heck, he was 6'9". I didn't realize he was that tall. 6'9", 271, and he was born in Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, close. Yeah, yeah, you're not. Where is Jackson, Tennessee? I'm assuming somewhere in Tennessee. Anyway, okay, uh, Too Tall Jones. How old is he today over there, John Dawson? How do we keep it? What year was he born? What does Wikipedia say? <laughs> uh, 75. You say 75. What about you over there, Mizzle? 74. <laughs> Can you believe you just did it one person too early? He was born the same day, year, everything as Patricia Richardson. He was born uh, February 23rd, 1951. So he, just like Patricia Richardson, is 72 today, John Dawson. John Denver. Born the exact same day as Patricia Richardson. Thank God. I'm a country boy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So uh, you lead two to one, Jonathan Massey. Yes. And it goes to you. Just saw this movie. It's the reason I included her in a birthday game. I loved her in Edge of Tomorrow. But she's been in other movies, too. Uh, it's. What is Edge of Tomorrow? Sounds like a soap opera. Edge of Tomorrow was that Tom Cruise movie. It was an action movie where it's basically like Grandfather or Grandfather. It's like uh, Groundhog Day. Except he is, uh, it's like uh, we're invaded by aliens and uh, he wakes up at the same day and he gets killed every day and then he goes right back to the beginning of the movie. And it's sure really good, though. The, you sure this isn't the John Dawson story? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Do you need a hug? I'll give you a hug. That would just make it worse. Why would it make it worse when a dear friend of yours is promising you and offering you a full frontal seal hug? <laughs> For everybody listening, you just, that little backwards bit you just heard, you just trust me. Oh, Emily Blunt. You know who Emily Blunt is. Yeah. 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 She's the one married to uh, John Krasinski, I think. I think. So. Let's see. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who is yes. Emily We've practiced Blunt this. Just say to. yes. You John Krasinski? You throw out little facts every now and then. Wow. 
come here. Look at this picture of Emily Blunt. Does it show her age? No. She also played Mary Poppins. Yes, I saw that with my, my daughter. And she was in a movie with The Rock. She's Jungle uh, Cruise. How can I say this? She's quite fetching. Yeah. Is she not quite fetching in that photo? Very. Hmm. Emily Blunt. <laughs> okay, Emily Blunt. How old is she today over there, Jonathan Massey? 43. You say 43. What do you say, John Dawson? And you went the right direction. Woo, we're going to come down to the last one. Uh, she was born February 23rd, 1983, so she's 40 today. She's a man. She's 40. There ain't nothing manly about her. There ain't nothing manly about her. Wow. Can I get one? You've really got to stop <coughs> doing that. <laughs> yeah, this is this is my bit. Oh, yeah, you're right. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, See, it's not creepy when I do it. It's creepy when I do it? Massey? John? <laughs> Back to you, Brian. <laughs> <you> Linda? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's tied two to two. It comes down to the last one. It goes to you here, John Dawson. Uh, she is an example that sometimes a child actor can turn out relatively okay. Jodie Foster. Now, that wouldn't be a bad one, though. Oh. She was, she, I love Jodie Foster, but no. She was in Man on Fire, War of the Worlds, and a lot of other movies, too. It's Dakota Fanning. Oh. Dakota Fanning. She was really good in Man on Fire. In fact, did you see that movie, Denzel Washington movie, where he's down in uh, South I know America? The, I know the gist of it, but no, I haven't seen it. You've seen it, right? Yeah. I thought we were talking about it. That's a great movie. It's one of uh, <coughs> Bill Simmons' favorite movies of all time, too. But just, she made that movie. She's like eight or nine years old at the time and was in... I mean, was outstanding in it. She mm. was really outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> John Dawson. You get a chance to win this. You're on a two-day winning streak. You get this, you'll be on a three-day winning streak. How old today is uh, Dakota Fanning? Just a great actress. I don't even know if I'm going to get the decade right. How many years ago was Man on Fire? Well, dude, I've just told you how old she played in that. So, All right. Um, Man on Fire. I'll please. say she... Do I tell him? Because uh, I got it right here in front of me. No, just never mind. Um, okay. 25. You say 25. Jonathan Massey, how old is Dakota Fanning? 26. She was born. She was born. I swear February to God. I swear I'm going to hit you with your own property. <laughs> she was born February 23rd, 1994. She is 29 years old today. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Tell them what I did. He did this real smarmy eye roll like I didn't know my own birthday. Who cares how old Dakota Fanning is? Well, we do because we want you to win. I could care less how old she is. Uh, she's 29 today. I don't, if you walk around all day worried about how old Dakota Fanning is, you need to check yourself into a facility. Yeah, well, anyway, if you got it, you would have been. You know, none of you know, now now yeah. Brian's going to be worried about her all day. If a frog had wings, he wouldn't bump <laughs> when he hopped. <laughs> Sad or with this? Okay. <laughs> so, Jonathan Massey, you win today 10 to 7. You have clinched at least a tie for the month of uh, February. So, uh, congratulations, you dude. You darn tootin'. There you go. You can wrap it up tomorrow. Uh, like I said, today is Michael Abernathy's birthday. And then uh, a, a young lady who is a big Virginia fan like oh, I am. Oh, happy birthday, John. 
<laughs> a big fan. Who's uh, uh, She's really into Zumba, and I love her to death. Her name is Alice Scott. Today is her birthday, too. So happy birthday, Alice. Happy birthday to our boy, uh, Michael Abernathy. I miss him. He was, I, Where I is can't he believe- working now? Uh, in Burlington, he's working. Uh, he did go to the Burlington Times News. That's where he left, where he went to when he left the Free Press here in Kenton years ago. I guess, God, if you guys didn't overlap, that's crazy. I mean, because you started the Free Press in full time, it was well one week ago was eight years since I left the Free Press, and I was there full time. What five years? Six Something years? like that. Yeah. Well, uh, he went to uh, Burlington Times News and just won tons of awards. Did great work there. He's just an awesome guy. And then he, uh, uh, now he's at Elon. He's working at Elon. So uh, doing what the rest of us say. Thank get out God he got out. Do. Yep, exactly. Got out on his feet. So happy birthday, Alice. Happy birthday, Michael Abernathy. And if today's your birthday, have a great birthday. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And that'll wrap up our first hour. Coming up here in our second hour, we're going to have Bill Ellis, Corey Povar, who neither one are here yet. Man, I hope they remember to come. Here on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Thank you so much, Shane Albee, for joining us here uh, in our first hour. Coming up, our second hour, the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.